Hey everybody, John Fenn here, Church Without Walls International, C-W-O-W-I.org. Hope you'll visit our web website, sign up for my weekly thoughts, which is a weekly teaching, comes out Friday morning, U.S. time, uh, usually a couple pages, and uh, also my monthly e-newsletters. So if you visit our website, you can sign up for those things. It's in there that I put prophetic words, uh, news of our uh, conferences, Zoom meetings, things of that nature. We are a house church network. We're all about the biblical and historical house church where they rotated homes and rotated who led on a weekly basis, thus going from 120 people on Pentecost to saturating the Roman Empire, one house, one family at a time over the course of 300 years. So we follow that biblical pattern. House church is not a miniature of the auditorium where the pastor just gathers people in the you know, in the living room and it's the same person or same one or two or three people, you know, week after week. That's not house church. So uh, the biblical house church is what we do. If you'd like to learn about it, there's uh, there's videos there on our website. There are articles. There are uh, CD or MP3 series you can get if you're interested in, in more. Um, anyway, moving on. Today, talking about how sometimes we can be led of the Lord and then nothing happens of it. And we, we sometimes are confused saying, okay, what happened? Because I really thought I was led of the Lord. Let me give you an example. Uh, our oldest son, Chris, is in a wheelchair. He's 41 years old at this recording. He had the umbilical cord wrapped around his neck in a slipknot when he was born, causing brain damage. And so mentally, he's more like a child, a kindergartner. And But he's very outgoing, very happy, loves it when I pick him up. Uh, if I'm not traveling, I pick him up every Friday at the group home where he is. He was at home for the first 24 years of his life, but he's been in the group home since uh, because it's a full-time thing taking care of him. Um, but anyway, I pick him up Friday mornings, uh, and then we go run errands. I'll save up uh, errands for us, and Barb will have a list for us to get to the store. And Chris just loves getting out. It's the only time during his week where he's told, where he's not told what to do, when to eat, when to sleep, when to get up, etc. So uh, we go into the different stores, and most of the clerks around here know us. And and if if Barb or I, you know, show up to a store without Chris, and they'll say, hey, where's your buddy today, or something like that, and we'll say, oh, it's not a Friday, or it's not a Saturday. So normally I pick him up Friday morning, spends the night, and we go back and take him back Saturday afternoon. So this particular day, we were at a store that you'd all recognize, or most of you would recognize, and uh, and I, as I was pulling into the parking lot, I said, okay, Chris, let's see what the father, what parking space the father has for us today. And so we use, a, because he's in a wheelchair, we use the handicap sticker on the, uh, you know, over the, the mirror and all that. And so sure enough, sure enough, we pulled in there and there is a, a handicap parking and just the kind we like, which is for vans and everything, which allows us the space to maneuver to get his wheelchair next to the car, not a normal size parking space. And so we pulled up, went in, went through the store. The store did not have what we were looking for. Now that caused me to start thinking. It's like, I know that the father provided and was leading us to that parking space that was right up front, the most convenient for Chris and me. And he does that so often. But this particular day, the store did not have what I was looking for. And that happens sometimes, you know, and that's the, that's the puzzlement to us sometimes is that we know we're led of the Lord and yet you know, on down the road, something happens where we don't have that provision. For instance, maybe you know that you know that you were led to a job, and then a year down the road, there are layoffs, or there's a policy change or something like that. And you're thinking, okay, what in the world happened here? It's like me pulling up into the store, the Lord leading me into that parking lot, but 
or parking space, but then you go in, the store doesn't have it. It's like, okay, I know I was led to this job. Why a year later am I being laid off or whatever the situation is? Um, you know, another example of this is I play uh, Spider Solitaire uh, on my phone and on the computer. And typically I do a lot of writing, a lot of studying, and it's a good way to shift my mind into neutral. And so I will... I will write a little bit and think a little bit and look up a word here and, and do a search on the web there. And then it's like, okay, I need to mull this over. So I will play Spider Solitaire. I'll pull that up. And Spider Solitaire is, you know, you're matching uh, cards and suits of cards and you're trying to get a stack of ace through king and you're trying to, to make a book of it complete. And my settings are set so that the computer will randomly put in a game that is impossible to solve. Now, I use Spider Solitaire, this may seem strange, but I use Spider Solitaire to hone my being led, my sensitivity to the spirit. In other words, most of the time when I play Spider Solitaire, I'm using my mind, but there's sometimes where I have multiple choices of which move to make. And I'll pray, I'll pause and I'll pray in the spirit and I'll go by what, se what senses to be right. Is it which one is the right move of the two or of the three? Which is the possibility? And I will do that. And, and oftentimes it'll make great progress for most of the game. And then, then I find out that it's impossible to win that game. And I have to start all over again with a different game. And the, that's just like the parking space. I'm, I know that I'm being led in that way, and yet the game is unwinnable. And there are times, people, I, I just want to say this, that you know there are times that this happens to us in life, where, for instance, Abraham was, in Genesis 12, 1, uh, says, was, was led by the Lord, told by the Lord to get out of his land, out of his, away from his homeland in his hometown. Uh, in Acts chapter 7 and verse 2, Stephen adds the detail that the Lord actually appeared to Abraham. Genesis 12, 1 doesn't give us that detail, but Stephen brings that out in Acts 7, 2. In his narration of the history of Israel, he says, the Lord appeared to Abraham and told him, get out of your household, get out of your land, and go to a land that I will show you. That's that happened in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 10. And so he, that Abraham did exactly that. He obeyed. He was led of the Lord to leave. It was it was a long walk. It was over a thousand miles in the U.S. That'd be, you know, what is that, 1,500, 1,600, uh, uh, 1,600 kilometers or more that he was led uh, and finally ended up in what is the modern nation of Israel. And it says in Genesis 12, 7, the Lord appeared to him and said, this is the land that I promised you. So the Lord had appeared to him in Genesis 12, 1, said, get out of this area, take off, and I'll show you when you get there. And in verse 7, the Lord appeared to him again and said, okay, this is the land I was talking about. And Abraham walked the land and established the borders, and the Lord had given him that. That's verse 7. But in Genesis 12, 10, just three verses later, it says, there was a famine in the land, and Abraham had to leave the land and go down to Egypt because Egypt was not caught up in the famine. Now, he came back to the land after the famine was over. He came back to the land, and the Lord blessed him while he was in Egypt. But the, the fact remains, he was led of the Lord into a land which soon developed a famine. And, and that is the conundrum. That is the puzzle of faith, oftentimes, is that the Lord doesn't lead us into temptation, but he will lead us into situations that will prove to be difficult for us. It will prove a test of our faith. He, he, he tests our motives. He tests things. It's, um, and we have, to, we have to shore ourselves up. We have to, to, to prepare ourselves for this, that just because you're led of the Lord, uh, it doesn't mean everything is going to be rosy and smooth and, and everything else. Um, 
it, in fact, it may mean that, that it'll be smooth for a while, but then you'll get an opposition or there will be a change of plans. That's again, what happens like when you take a job and you know the Lord led that to you, but then maybe there's a layoff on down the road or something like that happens. So take assurance in the fact that the Lord will oftentimes lead you, even if it's like to a, a store parking lot where you find the right parking space, but when you go in the store, they don't have the item you need. The Lord helped you to the extent that he can help you in leading and guiding, but that doesn't mean that something on down the road is is not going to happen. In other words, the Lord's not going to clear the whole path to you. Um, we could say it this way, that the Lord led Israel into the promised land, but they still had to deal with the giants in the land. So so the, just an encouragement that wherever you are, don't second guess yourself. If you, if you know that you know that the Lord has led you in something, then be confident in that. What I'd encourage you to do is go back to the last thing that you know that you know that the Lord spoke to you, the, no, the last thing that you know that you know you were led in, and, and stand on that. And, and do what is right in the natural. Do everything you need to do in the natural. Work hard. Do everything you need to do. But go back to the last thing he showed you or stood uh, or, or said to you. And, and that at that point, you know that you were being led. And the rest, he will work out the circumstances as, as you do what's right in the natural and due diligence, as we might say. And then he will take care of it from there. So just be encouraged in that. I hope that's a blessing to you. And just realize that just because you are led into a certain area doesn't mean there won't be a famine once you get there. Uh, and, and the plans may have to change. The Lord didn't appear to him and tell him to go to Egypt in Genesis 12, 1 through 10. Uh, it just happened. He did what was right in the natural because he needed to feed his family. And then when the famine was over, he returned to that promised land and, and uh, the rest is history, as I say. So anyway, I hope that's been a blessing to you. God bless. Bye-bye.